Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the TNJ Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at TNJ Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the TNJ Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J Man Munt. The J Man is here, wanting to tell you that he beat Tanner at Pig on Saturday. I'm now. 2-0 and o against Tanner, <laughs> playing pig. You want to tell them the backstory? No, because I won. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. One, I had to play one-handed. Live on the ISC Sports shoulder. Network. Severe tendonitis. We are also live on their free app. Go download it. And free on um, the internet. I'm going to be healthy for a pump pass and kick competition. ISCSportsNetwork.com. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to Tanner's delusionality. (laughs) I just straight facts, man. (laughs) Spitting facts. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Got some birdie bogey for me today? I do. Let's hear it. It's golf related. I don't like that. Justin Thomas. Yes. Yesterday. He's a pretty good player. Let's see. He won his 13th career tournament. It's pretty on good. The PGA How old Tour. is he? About 27? It's pretty young. Ish. He's younger than that, I think. 26 ish. Yeah, some of us around there. I don't want to see anything. Anyways, he became the third youngest player since 1960 to reach 13 uh, career wins on the PGA Tour. Who were the third other two youngest. that reached that milestone at a younger age? Interesting. I think I have a pretty good shot at one of them. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about the other one. Since when? 1960? Since 1960. Right on Since the 1960. Yep, there's okay. two guys that reached 13 wins on the PGA Tour at a younger age than Justin. 13 wins. Okay. That's a good one. I thought so. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. They are currently selling sweet corn, so why don't you go add them on Facebook, and you will know where they'll be set up. But right now, they plan on being at the corner of Maine and 4th Street in front of Rochester Ford in Rochester from Wednesday through Friday, 2 to 6. Mentone, Indiana, in front of the fire station, Wednesday through Friday, 1 to 7. The Mentone Farmer's Market, Saturday, 8 to 12. South End, in front of Fiesta Cancun Mexican Restaurant, on the corner of 31 and Ireland. And at the Warsaw Farmer's Market, Saturday, from 8 to 12. I assume that Fiesta Cancun Mexican Restaurant is in South Bend, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah South Bend or Mishawaka. Yeah, I think it's area. I think it's right when you're entering South Bend, I like right across right. from like Texas Roadhouse. So you get yourself a margarita. Have to get some sweet corn. Yeah, if you wanted to. They also have their uh, normal veggies, but I have some here for you. Basil. Yep. I was a big basil fan. Re- hot basil Smotherman fan. <laughs> Were you? Mm, Not really. Against Indiana. Hot peppers. You don't, you don't, you're not a big fan of peppers? I love the flavor, but um, I don't like the texture of peppers. But uh, sausage and peppers, it's good stuff. 
They also have Arthur carrots. Spooner like sausage and peppers. <laughs> it did, King, King of Queen fans it out didn't there. didn't like him, though. They also have, um, I saw this picture on their Facebook page. I said go like him on Facebook. Little Farmer's Market supporter supporting his, sporting his new trombone squash. So they got trombone squash. Get your veggies. <laughs> <laughs> nice little uh, jive there, J-Man. Uh, the J-Man jive. I like dancing. J-Man. Not J-Man very good jive. at it, but I like it. Well, you don't have to be good at it to like it. Are you ready to be uh, to get smarter? I always look forward to the On This Day segment. We know you can definitely get smarter. As can I. As can the majority I, I, I of can't, people. I can't disagree with you. So. On this day in 1852, America's first intercollegiate sporting event takes place as the Harvard Heavyweights Rowing Crew beats Yale by two links over two miles on Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire. Would have never guessed that. Harvard. Um, let's. I, probably, I mean, I could have guessed Harvard, but I wouldn't have guessed. Uh, could could you have guessed the sport that they could have been playing? I wouldn't have guessed that. I probably wouldn't have guessed rowing either. Although that's a. I would guess. I was gonna guess pretty, like it's still a staple. Oh, in I'd Ivy probably League. guess something water based, but like Swimming, polo or something. Water polo. A bunch of rich, smart, smarty pants. Yeah. On this day in 1921, MLB Commissioner Kennesaw Landis hands out lifetime bans to eight Chicago White Sox players accused in Black Sox scandal, despite their acquittal by a Chicago jury. I, I bet you wish he was still the um, commissioner oh, today. we'll get to old Commissioner Rob, Robinson. I don't think his name's Robinson. Probably Robert. Probably, probably Robins, Rob, Robert uh, Manfred here in a little Goes bit. by Rob, if you couldn't figure that one out. 1923, baseball games canceled following the death of U.S. President Warren G. Harding. All right. Um, 1936, this is a good one. American sprinter Jesse Owens wins the 100-meter dash in front of Adolf Hitler. He was incredible. In a famous race at the Berlin Olympics, first of four gold medals at the Games. From the Ohio State University. 1941, Joe DiMaggio goes 0 for 4 in Yankees 6-2 loss versus the St. Louis Browns, ending his on-base streak of 74 games. I say, he didn't go 0 for 4 too many times in his career. Second in Major League Baseball history. 1948, Negro League veteran pitcher Satchel Page debuts from Cleveland after controversial signing. Satchel... Um, he was, I think, really old when he debuted. I was going to say, wasn't he, like, uh, for a pitcher anyway. in his 40s? He was 41 when mm-hmm. he debuted, and he pitched. He made one start for the uh, Kansas City Athletics in 1965 at the age of 58 years old. Wow. Yeah, he, was, he is a Hall of Famer. He, although he didn't really, he pitched 476 career innings, but that obviously accounts for his... Um, his time in the Negro Leagues as well. Let's see. We got a, a lot of Olympic stuff. Um, we've talked about this before, but you're more of a summer Olympic fan. Absolutely. Much, much like myself. Fingers crossed 2021 games can happen next year. Yes. If not, we're going to have to wait till 2024. Um, man, I hope I didn't just uh, run out of things to say. 1970, the second-ever NFL work stoppage ends with NFL and the Players Association agreeing to a four-year, $19.1 million contract. And now, like, backups get paid $19.1 million. Yeah. <laughs> 1979, Sam Snead, at the age of 67 years, 
two months and seven days sets the record for the oldest player to make the cut in a major PGA champ- Championship at Oakland Hills Country Club. One of the best players of all time. He's pretty old. Mm-hmm. Where were the Olympics held in 1980? Oh, uh, was it in the U.S.? No. Oh, great. I can't even venture a guess. Moscow. Russia. I wouldn't have thought about the Olympics. I would have thought maybe the Winter Games there. <laughs> I didn't even think but that. I wouldn't have thought the Summer no, Games No, me either. There. didn't even think of that. I remember when they had them in Sochi. Yeah, that was a... It was too warm. It was too... It was like in the 60s, and stuff was melting. Yeah. And, Yep. On this day in 1986, the first NFL American Bowl exhibition game was held at Lundy's, London's Wembley Stadium. American Bowl exhibition game. It must have just been the first. I wonder if it was the first NFL game ever held overseas at Wembley. Bears. Probably a good Cowboys. chance it was. Um. Hmm. Ooh. 1987, <laughs> Twins pitcher Joe Necro is caught with a file on the mound. Ejected and suspended ten games. Now, how can a file? How can a file help you as a pitcher, J Man? I don't know. <laughs> I, thought, I, was ready I, don't for know some, I don't know if he was out there with his. I was ready for the expertise. Couldn't it file? I mean, get just give just a better shaves, grip, grip on the ball. Shaves down yeah. his finger, his middle finger, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Better don't know. grip. <laughs> uh, you you really uh, let me down there. I thought. Uh, you know, you threw it you to knew. me, and um, I thought you were ready. You knew. I didn't. Uh, I just didn't know. So you know. obviously didn't file your nails whenever you pitched. I stopped pitching at, I think, eight years old. I know. Um, if I would have known the file trick, I might still be pitching. Who knows? Me in major league. You can teach Lesson. your son that someday. Yeah. 1989, future baseball Hall of Fame left fielder Ricky Henderson sets AL mark of 50 stolen bases in nine of his first 11 seasons. It's pretty league fast. Baseball. Pretty talented stealing bases. He makes fast people look not so bad. Very well put. Who won? I, I saw your screen. 1996, American Andre Agassi yeah. wins the men's singles tennis gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics. Who do you beat? 96, let's go Sampras. Oh, you Sir? said Olympics, right? Yes. Uh, Sampras is American, so I, I don't know. Who else Sir, Sergi Brugerera. <laughs> Never heard of him. Great effort. It was porous. Um... Yeah, I blocked out that you said Olympics. So I was thinking Sanford, and then I'm like, you wouldn't be Screwed another American, up. I wouldn't think. Who won the British Women's Open in 2003? Let's go with Annika Horst then. That is a good guess. Who did she beat by one stroke? Let's go with... Uh, Probably incorrect. C. Rye Pack. Yeah, that wasn't one I was thinking. 2004, St. Louis first baseman Albert Pujols becomes the first player in MLB history to hit at least 30 homers in each of his first four seasons. Big Al still playing. On this day in 2006, Barry Bonds hit a 715th Major League Baseball home run. That was a big, big deal. How much do you think it went at auction? Over a million? No. No? Uh, 750,000. 220,000. Jeez. Wow, I'm way off. I, I would have thought it's over the, over a million. Well, oh, thank you. I take it back. Makes me feel better. I take it back now. Who won the 100-meter butterfly in London at the 2012 Olympics? Michael Phelps. That is a just phenomenal guess. Thank you. What American female swam a world record to win the 200-meter backstroke gold medal at the London Olympics? Missy Franklin. T-Dog is on fire. 
She kind of disappeared after that. Didn't she go to college? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think she ever really resurfaced too much. I'm sure she was great in college, but I don't think she's... she's 25 years old. Um, I mean, did she compete in the 2016 games? I don't remember seeing her. Mm-hmm. All right. She's getting married in September. No, that was last year. I don't know what she's up to now. Okay. That's all that we're going to have this week. That's uh, all we got? For on this day. About said birdie I bogey. I about today. said birdie bogey. I'm all flustered today. A lot, a lot of reads. A lot of reads today. So I'm already parched. But the bird, uh, what, see, throw <laughs> me off. The On This Day segment is brought to you by, like it is every week, Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined its experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Contact them today at 574 574- Two one zero three eight one five. Get yourself a nice water bottle for your company, or something similar to that. Very nice quality, very quality products. Can't re- recommend them any more than I do. Don't take my word for it. See it yourself. Yes. Want to talk some baseball? Start off. Sure. Let's uh, bring up the f- probably biggest news. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals had in a uh, COVID outbreak. I thought the biggest news was going to be that the Rockies so far are winning. If you bring that fact, up so one more time, do your punishment. One more time, I will end this punishment talk. No, no I no. I came up with it. You can't. You I can't have triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I have the I ability know, to end it. Nope. One, big sore loser. One more sore loser. Yep. We have fifty games exactly. left. And you're already crying because you won't shut up about exactly. it. Exactly. You should open up your mouth about it. The St. Louis Cardinals had thirteen players test positive for the COVID. Um, for the COVID. Starting last uh, Friday. Starting on Friday, because they had some selfish idiots on their team uh, venture out into a casino. And um, it could very much put the season in doubt. Rob Manfred, um, Commissioner of Baseball, I said I was going to speak about Robinson Manfred. <laughs> he needs to make an example out of these players. Those players didn't take the protocol seriously. And in my opinion, they don't deserve to play Major League Baseball the rest of the year. I think uh, Manfred has to suspend them for the rest of the season. Uh, Manfred showed how much he cares or how great of a leader he is during this whole Astros cheating scandal. Manfred needs to sack up. Okay, Dockage. I was going to say, I stole that from Dockage. Needs to sack up, show he's an actual leader of a billion-dollar industry, and make an example out of these St. Louis Cardinals players. I don't think, as I said, they deserve to play Major League Baseball the rest of the year. If they were so selfish, they wanted to go out gambling and uh, drinking and stuff instead of, you know, making sure their job is still there for them. Um, Well, they screwed their chance up, and Manfred has to do something. But, unfortunately, 
Rob is uh, known to be a panty waste, much like he was during the Astros scandal. And he'll probably come out with a statement, um, not defending the Cardinals, but uh, he'll just give him a slap on the wrist. I, I, it's not just the Cardinals. Either the Marlins did the same thing. They went out gallivanting down at the uh, hotel bar, and they had a, an outbreak. Those two teams, honestly, cancel their seasons. I don't think anybody would really care if they did to no. the Marlins. Cardinals should. But unfortunately... And Cub fans don't want to hear it. The Cardinals are one of the more pristine Doesn't matter. teams in baseball. If they did that, there would be such an outcry. Don't care. I know you don't care. Couldn't care less. But, I mean, that could that could take the whole season in the tank. Who cares? They didn't want to take the protocol seriously? Yeah, but that would ruin the season for everybody. Nope. Even your Cubs. Nope. What nope. I just said would. Nope. If, I mean, there's no, they've already said that, um, teams probably won't play an equal amount of games, so they'll yeah. go by win percentage. Yeah. How how would that? It'd be the exact same. It level the playing field. They're they're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna do it. Yeah. I know it. Um, but if Rob Manfred shows that he actually cares about the sport, which he he, he's care. proven time, many, many and time and time again that he could not care less about the sport um, he's commissioner of then he has to make an example. At the very least, suspend those players that went out um, to the casino um, for the rest of the season without pay. And maybe that then teams will start taking maybe this seriously. Maybe then people will wake seriously. up. You would think other leagues seeing this, well, really the other league that needs to pay attention is NFL, their players and teams would see this. 100%. And be like, the teams would sit the players down and you have to take this seriously. Yes. And all we are trusting you after you leave our facilities. Right. That you're going to behave responsibly. Now Major League Baseball has banned the players from leaving their hotels on the road. That should have been already in place. 100%. Um, the NFL's you, already had that in place. You, you, you obviously can't force them to stay in their homes now. Sure. I mean, we, we could have an outbreak. Guy goes to Target to get th- – this is John Lesser's example. Guy goes to Target to get soap because yeah. he's out of soap, and he picks up some and brings yeah. it back to the whole team. I mean, but I, mean, I have no sympathy for teams that have players that just don't take it seriously, go to casinos, go to a hotel bar. And Rob Manfred, as I said, needs to grow a pair and uh, make an example out of them. I mean, you could be as careful as you want and still pick this up, but that's not the Absolutely. fact. The fact is but when you got guys acting so careless – Right, and you see almost every other team take this yeah. so seriously. The mm-hmm. Reds have had three guys uh, go to management and say, you know, I'm not feeling that great. I think I need to sit down for a few days, stay away from the team just in case. Joey Votto did it. Mike Moustakis did it. Nick Senzel did it. Uh, Chris Bryant did it for the Cubs the past few days. Well, not only does that make you look good to management, mm-hmm. your team is going to respect you even Abs- more, absolutely. too, because you're actually showing um, leadership. And kind of Yesterday, and I'll talk about this later, Cubs had to walk off single, Javi Baez, and as the whole team's running out, Javi's like six feet, six feet, and so they did this kind of mock celebration, pile mm-hmm. on each other. Now, one thing the MLB said they were going to do, and they haven't, is police high-fiving. Uh, Aaron Judge high-fived some oh, guys the other day. Uh, some he didn't, but the others he did. It was like yeah. he kind of forgot in the moment, um, but... Most teams have been good at the fake high five, but 
But really, I've it's, seen some guys who have done that. So. It's kind of tough to police that. It's incredibly tough to police spitting. I was saying, I There's saw a ban a, on spitting, but I see it's just such a habit on the baseball field just to spit. Geo spit on um, the Yankees yesterday. I've, I've seen Jason Hayward spit 12 no. times so far <laughs> when he's up to bat. It's just a habit, no. and you can't police that. Um, as long as you're not spitting on somebody, you should be good. But, uh, yeah. Players, hopefully this is the wake-up call. You would think this is the wake-up call. Because the other 28 teams, I mean, I feel real bad for the Phillies. Phillies have not had one (laughs) positive case yet, and they haven't played in over a week. Ruining my NL MVP pick. Bryce Harper. Mm -hmm. Now, I was going to talk about this as well, and this kind of segues into it. You're Um, welcome. The new extra inning rule is incredibly stupid. But... Not nearly as stupid as seven-inning doubleheaders. <laughs> and this is what these teams that haven't been able to play games here the past cost. week will have to do. Yep. Play seven-inning doubleheaders. That's high school baseball. Rob Manfred is a moron and needs to be exiled well, from sports. This year in sports is unlike anything we've ever seen, and hopefully any, unlike anything we will see after this whole sports season is over. But, uh, so you got to do what you got to do. But, yes, those teams have cost themselves. Yes, and now they're going to have to play 14 innings. Yeah. In a day, and they won't like that. Well, um, too bad. Too bad. Um, it, I could see this seven. I hope not. But I, I know Rob Manfred wants this stupid extra inning rule because he hates the sport. Guy starts on second base in the 10th inning. Um, and I, I could see him wanting these seven-inning doubleheaders. That's what they do in the minor yeah. leagues. Rob wants to speed the game up. None of his plans have worked so far, except it's made casual fans tune out. He'll probably keep those, but get rid of the DH. He'll get rid of the DH. The one that he keep should the, keep. Keep the uh, pitcher hitting. Um, this guy is the worst commissioner in sports. Uh, I, I used to hate Roger Goodell. I think Roger Goodell is fantastic compared to this. Compared to him. Compared to this moron. Um, Adam Silver, we've talked about him, how good he is. and how, I think I even said last week that I wish he'd run for president this year. <laughs> um, I, I wish he could do double duty. Yeah. Take over. He knows what the heck he's doing. But getting back to some positive baseball talk, the Beebs, Shane Bieber, became the fifth pitcher in the last 100 years with 13 strikeouts and zero runs allowed in back-to-back starts. If you weren't looking at my screen, I would have asked you who okay, the other, uh, who were the other four to do it. You might get two of them. Other four to do? Uh, in the last 100 years with 13 strikeouts and zero runs allowed in back-to-back starts. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson is one of them. Pedro? Clayton Kershaw is the other one that you should have got. The other two, Chan Ho Park. Do you remember him? Yeah, I remember him. I wouldn't guess them. Hideo Nomo. I remember both of them. I wouldn't have guessed them. I wouldn't either. Um, I bet they were both Dodgers when they did it. They might have been. I didn't check the year. That might be three Dodgers on this That would be pretty incredible. Um, Some interesting news. Randy was probably on. Diamondbacks, I would imagine. Yeah, or Seattle. Probably Diamondbacks. He's only with Seattle for... A couple of years. Yeah, I guess he was. He was with the Astros for mm-hmm. a real short time. Half a year. Some interesting stuff happened yesterday in the Mets world. Yoenna Cespedes... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Packed his bags in the middle of the night and disappeared... He's a baby. ...when he's in Atlanta. Uh, the Mets made a statement that he was essentially missing, but instead of telling the Mets... Um, he was opting out. He had his agent tell them in the middle of the game, he's supposedly. He's just a baby. Now, Brandon Nimmo, his former his teammate uh, with the Mets, said he knew about his opting out the day before. 
but then management says they didn't know, so he doesn't know what to believe. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure him opting out had nothing to do with him being five for thirty-one with fifteen strikeouts. Nothing. It's just I, I you know, I'm not gonna get on any athlete's case for not wanting to play this year. <sighs> Absolutely. But, but to do it, to go about it the way he did, just non, so non-professional. Yes. Oh, and he's he's barely played the past yeah. couple years anyway. It's it's just a really bad look. And uh, that has turned into the worst contract in baseball. If Couldn't not happen to a better organization. The worst contract in sports. I, I did see a funny tweet. It was something like, you want to assess is doing what every Mets fan wishes they could do the past 20 <laughs> years, and that's opt out of the season. <laughs> yeah, the other New York team's playing pretty good ball. Yeah, they're not a bad not a bad. You know squad. that's their best eight-game start in franchise history. Really? 7-1. Seven 7-1, and one. Seven yeah. and one, huh? Yep. Man. And Judger's on fire. He's seeing the ball well. Is that six straight six, six. games with a homer? Five straight games, six home runs because he had two last night. I saw A-Rod did have the longest streak in Yankee history at five, I mm-hmm. think. And then, of course, the judger. All right. Yeah, he's killing the ball. If he just stays, he stays him healthy. Him and Giancarlo, if they just stay yeah, healthy. he's on pace at about 25, 26. Which would be insane. That's almost one every other game. Yeah. That's just crazy for a 60-game stretch. Um, yeah, they're, they're – uh, I mean, they're built to be – they should. They should, should be really good. Uh, my World Series pick, the Minnesota Twins, are also playing really well, seven and two. Um, some surprise teams in the American League: Baltimore's five and three. Yeah, don't think it lasts. Uh, they they took, I think, two or three, if not swept Tampa Bay over the weekend. And Boston's bad, aren't they? Boston's bad. I think I picked them fourth and I picked um, them third. They really struggle pitching. Which isn't a shock. Uh, White Sox started off kind of crappy, but they're up to five and four now. Yeah, and the Cardinals also ruined the Field of Dreams game against the White Sox. Yeah. So that old saying, if you build it, they will come. They're not going to come this not year. Come. Those players really. It was originally out of supposed it. to be the White Sox Yankees. Did those players really walk out of that cornfield. <laughs> Only smart people know that. Cleveland Indians five and five. The Tigers are kind of a surprise. They yeah. did uh, get swept in a doubleheader. I mean, they the played Reds the Reds. But they, um, like you said, guess what? Trevor Bauer became the first pitcher since Bartolo Colon to throw a seven-inning complete game shutout. He's, he's pretty. He's pretty good. <laughs> nah, Bauer stinks. Uh, the Royals three and seven. That's who the Cubs face off. Yeah, time for tonight. the Cubs to take care of business with Man, Pittsburgh, which they did, and now the Royals. If they sweep this four game, they'll be eleven and two yeah. playing the Cardinals this weekend, who are two and three. If they get to play the Cardinals, which I have serious doubts at this point. If if I'm the Cubs, I say no. I said, no, it's not worth it. You know, I, I don't know if they're, they'd be allowed to do that. But that is the Cardinals' um, schedule is to play their first game on Friday night against the Cubs. Yeah. But as I said, I think Theo will fight this. And now we're not going to risk that. The Yankees-Phillies game is postponed for tomorrow night. Right for away weather. when I thought, I'm like, oh, great, yeah. it's COVID, but it was weather-related. <laughs> so they're supposed to get some severe severe weather. Surprised they do that a day ahead, but just planning ahead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Transitioning to the Cubs in my patented Cubs report. They're 7-2, and two, already up two and a half games in the division, nine games in. Cushion. Uh, postseason odds are already right around 90%, which with the 16-game or 16-team postseason should be. Uh, starting pitching has been awesome so far. They're the, the only team with better st- uh, starters ERA is who? There's one team in Major League Baseball. Starter ERA. That's better than the Cubs. Is it the Rockies? It is the Rockies, believe it or not. Well, they're relieved. Um, the way Davis is pop trash. 
Cubs are also playing really good defense to start the year, and the offense continues to grind out plate appearances. Only one starter has gone more than four innings against them. Uh, it was Sonny Gray, which he does that against everyone. Except when he's on the Yankees. Um, that's not true. Well, we We've talk, talked, about we that. talked about that last mm, yes, week. Yes, we did. Cubs starters have an ERA below 2.30. Every starter has a win already. Uh, Hugh Darvish was fantastic on Friday night against the Pirates. Six innings, no runs, seven strikeouts. He continues to have his great command and great control. From the second half of last year, has a 12-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio so far. Uh, the guy that has been their best pitcher so far has been Tyler Chatwood. After the guy, his awful, rips has ripped awful, in the past a lot on Twitter. Uh, first year um, of his Cubs contract. He had a really good year last year and has followed it up by uh, being one of the best pitchers in the National League so far. Has 19 strikeouts in 12 innings. Leads the NL and ERA among qualified pitchers. Command has been great. Only 2.8 walks per nine innings. Uh, his, fa- his fastball-cutter combo has been really, really effective. He changed his grip on his cutter, and uh, he commands it so much better in on left-handed hitters. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he can keep this going because it's his contract year. If he keeps doing this, he'll, he might hit the free agent mark and be one of the most sought-after pitchers, believe it or not. Uh, Johnny Lester's made two really good starts. He's thrown 11 innings so far, one earned run. It's just veteran Johnny Lester throws 89, 90 mile an hour anymore. Um, looks shaky at the start. Gave up a homer to the second batter yesterday. Gave up a few more base runners, but settled in. Next thing you know, he's thrown six innings. Gave up one run. It's kind of typical Johnny. Uh, coming into yesterday, the offense was tied for the major league lead in home runs. And uh, for the first time since 1958, had homered in their first eight games of the season. Uh, they did not hit a homer yesterday, and I'm sure they are no longer tied for first in the major leagues but they are second in the national league and on base percentage and second in slugging percentage uh the bullpen was great yesterday through five scoreless innings but they've been a complete mess to date they are dead last in all of baseball with an era over nine in the bullpen they are walking 7.88 batters per nine innings uh craig kembrell might be Toast, his career might just be over. He throws hard still. A lot of money. Um, he still has a decent breaking ball, but guys just aren't swinging at his stuff like they used to. He walked four and hit a batter in Cincinnati on Monday, then followed it up by giving up two homers in the span of four pitches in the ninth <laughs> on Friday. For um, good stat. He shouldn't be the closer until he finds it, if he finds it again. Uh, Jeremy Jeffress has been good so far. He's a free agent signing from Milwaukee. And Rowan Wick could be another closer candidate. Uh, this is kind of an interesting stat. Last year, after nine games, they were 2-7 and seven with a bullpen ERA of 8.37. This year, they're 7-2 and two with bullpen ERA of 8.07. So not much change except starting pitching has been saying, yep. so much better. Uh, but the Cubs are 7-2, and two, even with those question marks in the bullpen, and uh, that's all that matters at this point. Uh, face the Royals for two in Wrigley, then two in uh, Kansas City. Then, as I said, head to St. Louis, and we'll see if they, uh, see if they get a play. actually play this weekend. Uh, looks like Angel fans are going to have a, another exciting player coming up to their baseball team. Yes. Number two prospect in baseball. Joe Adele. He was a first-round pick a few years ago. Uh, he's had some injury issues. Um, in his career so far. He was a first-round pick in 2017, just turned 21 in April. Um, it was time probably for him to come up. He uh, Last year, when he played 76 games, he's never played 100 games in the minor leagues in a season. 
Hit 289 with 359 on base and 475 slugging percentage, and he got up to AAA at 20 years old. That's pretty insane. And then he absolutely, I wouldn't say lit up the Arizona Fall League, but uh, had an OPS right around 800, which those guys he's facing are two or three years older than he is. Uh, Could be a um, pretty good outfield there in Los Angeles, or in Anaheim, I should say. Uh, Mike Trout's wife had a baby over the weekend. I forget what they named him. But he is coming back, which I was kind of wondering if he would actually come back. I figured he wouldn't. Um, but he is coming back on Tuesday. Um, I, I need to see what his baby's name was because I think it was a pretty good name. Not that any baby name are bad, but uh, Beckham. Beckham Aaron Trout. I kind of like that name. Interesting. But it was named maybe after David Beckham, but not Gordon. Could have. Gordon, Gordon Beckham actually said, because uh, I guess he was teammates with Trout at one point, said, man, mm-hmm. I taught Mike a lot, and I'm so glad he's using, uh, I'm so glad he's named his baby after me or something like that. <laughs> Maybe he did. I doubt it. Maybe my joke backfired. Any more baseball things you want to hit on? Not that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. I'll probably pop back in with something. All righty. Are you watching any NBA yet? Um, I tweeted on Thursday night. Um, I didn't realize how much I still don't enjoy watching the NBA when it goes away for four months. It comes back, and I still don't want to watch I it. I think it's the best crowdless sporting event to watch, yes. though. Uh, they've set it up great mm-hmm. in the bubble uh, with like the crowd in the virtual background. Fans. Virtual fans. I think they've done a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. As I said, Adam Silver, he's the best, man. T.J. Warren, man, for the Pacers. How many do you have? 53? Yeah. Third most in uh, Pacer franchise history in a single game. Reggie had 57 one time. Jermaine O'Neal had 55. I mean, you could have put all the players in there and said, ask me, who's going to be the first one to score 50 points, if any, during this uh, bubble season? Wouldn't have guessed T.J. Warren. It's crazy. Wouldn't even have been on my first few guesses on the Pacers. Really? Well, I would have went Victor if he plays. I probably would have even went, I don't know. I mean, T.J. is a scorer, but. I would have went Brogdon. Um, and turns bonus don't get that many points. Those big guys, but TJ's led their team in scoring all season. I know he's long. been playing really well, and, and ever since Jimmy Butler made that comment about that, he couldn't. Uh, he's not even in the same league as him or whatever he made on January twentieth. Um, TJ's averaging more points per game than Jimmy Butler, shooting better field goal percentage. And those two look like they might meet up in the first round of playoffs. TJ's averaged at least 18 points a game each of the last three years. So he's not a scrub like people are making him out to be. Cash considerations is, is what they got for him. what they sent Phoenix for him. Not in the world. Yep. Steal, I guess. For the I wonder if he was causing problems or something. I don't know. As part of a three-team trade traded by the Phoenix Suns to the Indiana Pacers, the Pacers trade cash to the Suns. Uh, the Miami Heat trade a 2022 second-round draft pick, a 2025 second-round draft, 2026 second-round draft pick to the Pacers, and the Suns traded KZ Akpala to the Heat for 1.1 million. So the Pacers got a lot of draft picks in TJ for cash. Yep. Wonder how much cash? I don't know. Thirty cents. I think they won today. They were winning last time I checked, at least. J-Man, I'll go check. I'm trying to remember who they even played. They beat the Washington Wizards. Wizards, that's it. 111 to 100. How did T.J. Warren do today? Followed it up with 34. 
He is on fire. He likes I the guess. bubble. He likes, shot 14 to 26. They don't need all the depot. Depot. I mean, he's playing, but they, I mean, of course he helps. Your boy, Miles Turner, had 17. My boy. Who's not my boy? Your boy. Thomas Bryant's definitely your boy. He had 20 today for the Washington Wizards. I forgot. I was going to say he didn't play on the Pacers. But I haven't watched a ton of NBA, I will admit. But I, I might settle in. Michael there. Porter Jr. had 37 today. Yeah, he's uh, he's in there. Him and Bull Bull are kind of there all of a sudden coming on a little bit. Bull Bull played four minutes. Well, he only played four minutes a day, but he's kind of been a surprise. I didn't know because Michael Porter Jr. got hurt. He's been injured a bunch. Um, a he bunch. didn't play at Missouri, thank you. He didn't play at all last year. Or very, he's at av- the very, very end last year. I think he played. He's averaging seven and a half points a game this year. Um, he goes out and drops thirty four today. Yep, thirty seven today. Sorry. And your boy, <laughs> Nikola Jokic. He actually is your boy, Jokic. Yeah, I, I really um, like watching him play. Had a triple double today. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Thirty twelve and ten. Doesn't surprise me at all. Let's talk some golf. Yeah, before we talk golf, I want to wish my grandma Barb Lee a happy eightieth birthday. So if she's watching, happy birthday, Grandma. It's a pretty big milestone. Jerry. Well, yeah, let's talk some golf. Uh, like I said, Justin Thomas got his 13th career PGA Tour win. Coming from behind yesterday, beat off a great field. It's a World Golf Championship, so your field's always going to be stacked. Had Phil Mickelson tie for third. He got hot. He did, and Phil made some history, becoming the first 50-year-old player or 50-plus to uh, get top five in a World Golf Championship, so good for Phil. Kepko was right there at the end, but kind of fell apart. My boy Ricky Fowler had to tie for the lead through three holes, and then he fell off the planet and ended up getting tied for 15th. <laughs> really fell off. But, well, at least uh, he actually made some money this week. Yeah, made a cut. I mean, his man, his swing looks so good at times. I mean, his irons, he's throwing darts in there, but the problem was all of a sudden yesterday, the drivers started going all over the place. Then he got in the rough, didn't have very good lies to get to the green. If he got there, it wasn't close. Didn't Not he close. start going downhill, the back nine on Saturday? Yeah, he get, he, he did. He shot two over, I think, and he kept giving himself good birdie lucks and couldn't make anything. So you're right. If he was cruising on Thursday, Friday, and midway through Saturday, and then kind of kind of stopped. But uh, it, he, I like some of the things I'm seeing, which is good, coming on this, this week of the first major of the year, the PGA Championship out at Harding Park in San Francisco. It uh, should benefit him well. It's a course that benefits guys who work the ball right to left for a draw. Um, and we got the power rankings here on PGATour.com. Number 20, you got Matt Wallace. Number 19, you got Hideki Matsuyama. Number 18, Kevin Naw. Number 17, J-Man's favorite, Rory McIlroy. This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. Would have never guessed. Rory will win this weekend. You can take it to the bank. Yeah. I've heard he likes playing in San Francisco. Yeah, and, I actually and, and, don't know that. I think but, this uh, course actually does set up good for Rory. I heard one guy pick him on the radio the other day. I like it. This would be his fifth major. He hasn't won one since the 2014 PGA Championship. He's due. This would be his third PGA Championship he's ever won if he wins it. So not a bad pick, Jay, man. Never is. Roy's never a bad pick. Just for whatever reason, <laughs> ever for whatever reason, he doesn't get it done when you pick him. I am never going to stop picking him. Number 16, Ricky Fowler actually makes a list for the power rankings. Yeah, no, while, Addy. No, we'll see what uh, we'll see how he does coming off that that top 15, which he does have three top 25s and six starts since play resumed. So if he makes the cut, he's kind of in contention. But when he, of course, doesn't make the cut, he does. He's not that. 
it's pretty that makes sense <laughs> yeah good logic there number 15 brandon todd a guy who had the 54 hole lead but then he fell back tied for 11th he face planted or actually tied for 15th uh, he tied for 11th at the travelers where he had a uh, 54 hole lead so he's playing really well he has two wins on the season gets another one under his belt especially if it's a major he's probably a player of the year so far wow if, if he'd get the major Tommy Fleetwood at number 14. He always plays well in the majors. Uh, number 13, Dustin Johnson, a major Beardless. Winner. Beardless. Dustin looks, Johnson. Looks weird. He finished 12th this week. Number 12, Gary Woodland. He won a major uh, last year at Pebble Beach, which is also in California. Um, and uh, he's familiar with how to play TBC Harding Park. He played. He was the runner-up in the 2015 match play there. So he's one to watch. Daniel Berger. He, he's playing really well. Um, he had a runner-up this past week. He's uh, His last seven starts include a win, tied for second, tied for third, tied for fourth, tied for fifth, tied for ninth. Pretty good. Patrick Cantley, California boy. He's at number 10. Xander Shoffley, number nine. He's always a good pick. Guy here that's a former PGA Championship winner, and he's finally healthy and started to play good golf, Jason Day. Number I th- eight. I think I asked you about him on Saturday because I haven't heard his name in a long Last time. Last three starts, tied for seventh, tied for fourth, tied for sixth. Huh? So he's coming back. Yeah. Number seven, youngster Matthew Fitzpatrick. He got third, a- third place at the Memorial and then he tied for sixth this week. So he's getting closer. Terrell Hatton, number six. He seems to be on the power rankings every week. This wouldn't surprise me. Number five, John Rahm, who was ranked number one in the world, but Justin Thomas uh usurped yeah justin thomas took his seat already so john's number two number four mr muscle himself bryson dechambeau i mean with his distance wouldn't surprise me number three is brooks kepka uh he's the two-time defending pga champion champion he's won the back-to-back he shows up in majors and he darn near got it yesterday webb simpson number two he's the 2012 u.s open winner at olympic club so that's right out there in california in number one Surprise, surprise, Justin Thomas. He's out of Alabama. Yes. Roll Tide. Yes. So, I mean, he is a uh, he's a gamer. But there's a lot of guys that aren't on this list that could contend. Mr. Tiger Woods. LT Dre. LT L- T- Gray. Gray. He's not on the power rankings. I mean, you got Sergio, Spieth, Serge. Adam Scott, Victor Hovland, Phil Mickelson, Ian Poulter, uh, Patrick Reed, Patty. Justin Rose, Henrik Stinson. Martin Keimer, Louis Oosthuizen, just to name a few. Who are you picking there? Hmm. Do I want to go John Rom? He just won a few weeks ago, didn't he? He did. I'm going really with a dark horse, Louis Oosthuizen. I like it. South African. Yep. He's been in contention in majors his whole career. He's never got it done. I'm going with Louis to finally break through. Louis. So, Louis stays in. You're taking Roy. We're both probably going to be wrong. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life, Home, Auto, Renters, Business, Workers, Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Also, email him, travis.watching at infb.com. He had a pretty good sports weekend. I got some exciting news on Friday night and then followed it up with equally exciting news on Saturday night. My line eye are getting Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn back. 
this season. So please wear a freaking mask so we have a freaking season. Basketball season. Basketball. Talk about. Yes, sorry, I'm talking about basketball. Io, I think since about December of last year, everyone just assumed he was going to go. Uh, but due to the uncertain circumstances, I think that really worked um, in Illinois' favor. As for Kofi, uh, the assumption this whole time was that he was going to be back. He did come back to campus in May and start working out with the team, but then he left a few weeks ago, so that caused some um, some people to get a little concern. nervous and concern about it. Uh, but uh, he had something to take care of in his uh, where his mom lives in New York, and he announced on Saturday he's coming back. Um, some more Big Ten news. Luca Garza, Big Ten Player of the Year, and probably uh, front runner for National Player of the Year if he didn't yeah, win it good. last year. Did he win it last year? Uh, I don't know. Was it him or the kid from Dayton? Oh, it's probably Obi Toppin. I'm pretty Who sure. Who is not coming back? I can't imagine he's coming back. Um, Luca Garza was named ESPN National Player of the Year, but uh, I don't know if he was actually. He'll be the preseason player of the year, assuming 100%. there's a season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Io gives him a run for his money in the Big Ten Player of the Year race. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody picks him either. Uh, but Xavier Tillman, Michigan State, he is staying in the NBA draft. I think Michigan State will still be pretty I good. I don't think he'll get drafted. But they lose their best two players and are going to be pretty But young. But I get why he's jumping. He's got two kids. Um, yes. But, man – is it just me, just or does Izzo like get a NBA. lot of guys who come to this program and are good players for about two years but not great, then instead of coming back to school when they should, they leave? Nick Ward is one that instantly jumps to mind. Yep. Um, I can't think of anyone else. I mean, really Jalen was ready. Jaron. Jaron Jackson, not yeah. Jaren. He's he was, I mean, really he's playing well, well for but the I was still Gary Harris was as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's others, I'm sure, if I went back. But may- maybe those two are just the ones that pop out in my mind. Yeah, because Brendan Dawson never jumped, I don't think. Or did he after three years? I think he was a four-year player. I do, too. Never really lived up to the five-star billing. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. But the Big Ten is going to be loaded. you got to think Iowa and Illinois are going to be top ten preseason. Wisconsin could be top ten preseason, defending Big Ten champ, Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan State should be good. And then there's a lot of question marks with a lot of teams. Yes, uh, I'm actually bringing up uh, Gary or CBS latest top 25 and one uh, right here. Yeah, Gonzaga number one team coming in. Uh, Baylor number two oh, they, should be really. Yeah. They got one of their best players back. Bill Nova at number three. Yep. Uh, this uh, this was not the one I wanted to see because I saw Gary I saw Gary Parish um, put one out today that was better. Um, so hopefully I can find it. But he had uh, Michigan State falling to 11, had um, Iowa at 5, Illinois at 6, and Wisconsin, I think, at nine, 8 or, uh, eight having, or 9. Having three uh, um, top Four three in teams. the top 11. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So this is the first time I think I have been actually excited for a college basketball season since you were excited going into last year i, I was excited. excited no not this excited but to be ranked number six in some polls you i might have not ever been I've this seen, excited going into a season i've seen five polls so far preseason of course crap can change um and all five have had them at least in the top 12 they should be um so it'd be so illinois though to have their best season they've had in seven years 
get the NCAA tournament canceled and then followed up by having their most talented roster in 16 years and uh, having the season canceled. So wear a mask, people. I, I feel like that with college football. Please one wear a mask. But. It's not that hard. Don't pull the Cardinals. Don't go to casinos. Yeah, a lot of Cardinal fans are probably Missouri fans, too. Oh, that state, man. I'm telling you. Just need to, like, cut off the border and just ship it into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. But, well, but I haven't seen uh, too many other names of any other programs outside of the Big Ten. I, I don't really pay that close attention, though, um, really. Really, Xavier Tillman's the, the only one I've seen um, that uh, kind of made my head scratch. <laughs> this is kind of a head scratcher. Yeah. <laughs> made my head scratch. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, the deadline was today to pull your name out. Yep. Now, players can pull their name out and then actually put it back in. Um, so this gu- this guarantees them a spot in – um, college basketball this year, but if then the next two weeks, I think the deadline to join the NBA draft is actually August 17th, but the August 3rd was the NCAA deadline. So you might see players go back in. Um, I haven't heard that. Michigan had a guy returned too, right? Franz Wagner returned. I knew that. I thought they had another guy returned. Oh, um, Isaiah Livers coming back, I think. So they should be up there around 5th or 6th in the Big um, Ten. But. I saw the other the polls had, or the CBS Gary Parish poll had Ohio State, I think, at 16. Well, I forgot about them. Rutgers at 21. I think that. Well, they're getting everyone back pretty much. they have everybody back? And, uh, I feel like they're getting no respect in the preseason Big Ten polls, though. You're uh, Indiana Hoosiers at 23. Yeah, they look good on paper. I did not see uh, Michigan in that top 25. Okay. So. So, but um, some more College news, uh, Notre Dame is going to be in the ACC. Yeah, for football for one year. Um, they get a, join the conference, play 10 ACC games and one non-conference game. you got to think the non-conference game is probably going to be Navy, right, to keep the – It would seem. It's going back to 1937, I think, that series. It would so. seem it'd be Navy. But but there's a lot of series that aren't happening this year, rivalries like um, – uh, shoot. Um, I don't like Florida, Florida State happening. Um now I can't remember the ones. I just saw a list the other day. Now I'm blanking. There was a lot of them that have played for many, many years, and, and they're coming. Like non-conference? Uh, like, like Oklahoma, Tennessee, I believe, is one that plays. They play every um, year? Not every year, but quite a few years. Um, oh. Darn it, I saw a tweet. I should have been prepared. I, I, I don't know, but anyways, I don't remember that at Notre all. Dame is joining the ACC, which they already played five opponents from the ACC every year. So Kentucky, uh, Louisville. Yes, that's maybe, one of them. That, that that's one of us. Thank you. That's one of them. So, um, so they already play five ACC opponents a year. So Clemson was already on their schedule to play at Notre Dame, anyways. I don't think a lot of people realize that, but they're going to get Florida State at home now. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up their schedule because I, I I think it's extremely easy. Their schedule is usually pretty easy. I think it's um, easier well, now than it was. I mean, you you won't get Notre Dame USC. I'm sure that was one of them. Notre Dame, Stanford, they play pretty much every year, don't they? Um, so they won't play Clemson in the regular season now, or they yes, still they will. will? They still will. Or will they? I can't imagine they're in the same division, though. There's no divisions. The top oh. two teams with winning records will play with winning percentage okay. will so, play in their championship. They are eligible, but but they they usually have divisions, right? They yes, have the Coastal and yes. the Atlantic, maybe. 
Yes, they usually do. Um, of course, I'm not finding it now. This is making me mad. Um, they have announced their schedule, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. They have done it. Because the um, Big Ten announced, or there was a source, that on Friday, within the next 24 to 48 hours, the Big Ten will announce a schedule, and they have yet to do it here 72 yeah, hours Produce training camp is supposed to start Friday. So here's your the Notre Dame home games. Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and Syracuse. Their away games, Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest. Really, I think with assuming there's no fans, away games are nothing anymore. Yeah. It's just it's just a normal game. You're just Well, playing assuming else. they have a season, I'm looking at that schedule just eyeballing it. Notre Dame loses one game. Clemson. Clemson. Wonder how uh, Satterfield will have Louisville this year. It seemed like they were a lot better last year than I they think they were. went seven and five last year. So Wake Forest has been pretty solid here the past few years as well, though they lost their quarterback I mean, to Georgia. Some, Duke's had some decent teams, but... I think they've kind of fallen yeah. off. Um, North Carolina, aren't they supposed to be decent this year with Mac Brown? Mac Brown's getting some good recruits there. Mac Brown, they had a really young team last year, and yeah. they were okay. I think they had a bowl. To a bowl. Yeah. yeah, and they shouldn't have. Like, they had a true freshman yeah. quarterback. Um, Georgia Tech, second year. I think it's second year. Maybe third year um, away from the option. I think it's the second year from the option, so who I, knows. I sure hope we get more college football news this week so we can continue to talk about season it next starts week. starts in four weeks. Come on, Big Ten. We're waiting on you. Every other team, I mean, Pac-12's announced September 19th. I think they're starting. Well, Pac-12's a mess, though. Pac-12. SEC September players 26th. Players yeah, might it's boycott. It's just a mess. Um, SEC September 26th. I'd be surprised if the Big Ten stay, uh, stays with their September 5th opening. I hope they do. I think they'll kick it back a couple weeks. That's just my guess. But we'll see. Yeah. When do the NBA playoffs start? Sorry to change the schedule. I have no idea. Sorry to change the topic. but uh, we're They don't have too many regular season games. so They have eight. Isn't yeah. it eight regular season yeah. games? And I think teams have played like three already. Yeah, at least two or three. Pretty close yeah. to it. So, um, I'll see. NBA playoffs. There was some more football news today, though. The XFL will not die. No. Because The Rock. Terrible actor. If you smell what The Rock is buying. I don't really want Is a partial owner of the XFL now. His share is $15 million. I was very surprised by this news. The Rock has to come and bail out uh, old uh, Vince McMahon once again. Again, like he always does. But uh, I knew Vince was putting it up for sale. I didn't think anybody would buy it. The Rock's a pretty good businessman. Big market, The Rock is. Uh, so I'm interested to see what he has up his sleeve. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that somehow he can work out a partnership with the NFL to be a developmental league. That's what I'm hoping. That's, that's the only way I see it succeeding. That's what I was just about to say. That's the only way another football league can yep. succeed is it's, if they – if the NFL comes and pretty it's gonna much going to be a real-life episode of Ballers. I hated that show. I, I liked it, but I stopped watching I, it before the last season. I wanted to like I it so HBO. bad. Because they said it was like an entourage for yep. football. So like, oh, I was pumped because I loved entourage. The offense were featured a lot. Um, but I watched like four or five episodes. like, this just isn't very mm-hmm. good. I'm a big fan of everything The Rock's in. But, uh, so I'm excited to see what happens with this. I mean, the XFL just will not die. People it, keep trying. It should, though. I, t- I mean, we watched, what, a week or two maybe well, and then got it, bored with it. I mean, it. the season only lasted five weeks, six weeks because the pandemic just ruined it. And they shouldn't play it 
right after the NFL because I think people want a little bit of a break. They need to play it in the summer or something. Yeah. But then that hurts players that want to play in the NFL. Unless that, and, that would actually hurt the league because I'm sure and, the NFL would come and in. And I think rating-wise, all they were trying to do was go at, go against basketball. Yeah. But you got college and pro instead, and in the summer you got MLB. But I guess that's the they only could, thing you got to compete yeah. against. So. Yep. Um, the NBA, uh, August 15th, 16th, possible Eastern and Western Conference play playing games if they need it, uh, which they probably won't. The West is more compacted, I think. Uh, the first round of playoffs starts August 17th, so two weeks from today. Kinda, I want to look at the standings real quick. For that eight spot in the West, because uh, I can't – no. Brooklyn's seven games up, so I think Washington has been eliminated then. Hmm. Um, already. So they'll get the eighth spot in the East. In the West, the Memphis Grizzlies are a game and a half up on San Antonio. So that could be. Wow, a, no pop um, in the playoffs? Man, when's the last time they missed it? I want you to guess the year. I'm going to guess 97. Oh, T Dog's on fire. All right. 97. That was when pop took over midseason. Yep. Because uh, um, they won it all in the 98-99, the strike season. Bob Hill started out 3-15 and yep. 15 that year. That Timmy must... Duncan just was a, like a rookie that year. Was he on the roster? Or maybe it was the following year, but I think he was on the roster that year, 97. Nope. If not, he was nope. he um, been the following year then. Their leading scorer that year was Dominique Wilkins at 37 years old. Over David Robinson? Wow. David Robinson only played six games. Oh. So he my. got hurt. So that's how they fell into the Timmy Duncan sweepstakes. Interesting. Yeah, lucky because the year before that they had won fifty eight games, I think. Yeah, fifty nine they went fifty nine and twenty three the year before. Mm. So interesting. Give me the uh, birdie bogey again there, yes. T Dog. Justin Thomas won in Memphis over the weekend. His third for his thirteenth career victory on the PGA tour. He's the third youngest to get to a thirteen wins. What two players since nineteen sixty reached that reached that accomplishment at a younger age? I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. You are correct on that one? Guaranteed par. Um, <laughs> can I ask a question? Sure. Is this guy still playing? No. He's not playing. That hurts me. Since 1960. <laughs> I mean, technically he's still playing golf. But... Oh, okay. So he's not dead. Um, so he's an older fella. 13, because the other guy that came to mind was Jordan Spieth, but I just couldn't he's not, imagine. He's not up to 13 yet. Um... He's, still, he's not – so he's not currently on, like, the PGA Tour, or is he? He's just not winning any. I mean, you said he – early, is he active? Is he active? And, and I said, said no. So but, he's not active. I mean, he could be a senior tour member. But, so he's an older but, but he might not be a senior tour. Um, I don't know. Gary Player. Good guess. How about Jack Nicklaus? Oh, I wouldn't even thought. I mean, I should have thought of yeah. him, but I've since 1910 yeah. – he would That's have been active. Guess, oh, crap. <laughs> Overthought that one. It was so easy. That <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought uh, this I, was a birdie for him. I, right. I figured one of them would have been yeah. super easy and yeah. Tiger, and the other yeah. one would have been. Yeah. Overthought. Overthought it. So. Man, I hate it. Thanks for watching on the ISC Sports Network, the ISC Sports Network app on Apple TV, Google Google Chromecast, Google. <laughs> Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, however you're watching. Or on Facebook or Twitter on the ISC Sports Network's account. And thanks for listening. Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, please. We're still dying for some ratings. Or Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening. 
Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We'll be back next week for episode 195, creeping closer to that episode 200. Episode 195 next Monday. As always, have a great week, everybody. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane. And wear your mask. Wear a mask so I get to watch Io DeSumo.